Hello everyone, and welcome to CView Quantum Network. I'm your presenter Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind, a very powerful and mysterious force, to identify what has been holding you back, release it, to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview.com. 1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terriechristine.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to See View and listen to all our shows. For more information, visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready. Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, everybody, and welcome to CBU 2023, The Secret Power of You, with Terry Christine. The, today's title, Thoughts from Leftovers, Blame It on Your Childhood, is intriguing and thought-provoking. Uh, it might suggest to you that the content of the show may explore how our childhood experiences and upbringings can influence our behaviors and choices in adulthood. This could be a compelling topic, and today you are going to listen more about it, especially of interest for 
people that are looking for personal development, self-awareness, and releasing all traumas. It hints at the idea that many of our current habits and issues may have deep-rooted origins in our early years. And sometimes, as Terry will tell you, it's difficult for the person or for us to really see where it all began. And that's where Terry Christine is here to help us with her expertise in dissolving and finding those issues, you can forever get them out of your system. So now let's bring Terry Christine. So she gives us also her point of view of what does the topic means for you, Terry, and why do you think this month, where uh, November is the month of Thanksgiving. So to me, it makes me feel of all of that soft <laughs> feeling after leftovers of Thanksgiving and feeling too much. And uh, the idea that we even prepare for that too much. So what is it that you that you think about that, Terry? And why did you have that uh, title? Oh, you're so sweet, Claudia. Thank you so much. So, you know, around this time every year, I write the topics to an online group energy clearing that I do the first of every month. And so this happens to be one of them that I do, or I did for 2023. And... When I thought about it, because I do take time, it, it literally takes me an entire weekend to write 12 topics because, you know, I want it to be a catchy. I want people to understand that, you know, something that can be catchy, but that catchy is within you and then going, huh, you know, I, I need to take a, a thought about you know, what that means to me and how it can affect me. And so I do them, a thought, thought um, processing or, you know, being able to understand yourself on a deeper level. And so when I came up with this one, I thought, you know what? All of us are the end result of the leftovers behind what the patterns we saw within the four walls of where we were living. May you have had caregivers such as mom and, or dad, or even, you know, your grandparents could have been partial caregivers or even full caregivers for some of you. But when we're living within the confines of four walls of seeing repetitive patterns of others, that's the only thing we end up knowing. So an example is you could have a girlfriend at school and, you know, our parents are you know, deeply in love and both of them work and, and then you have grandparents that are around all the time where you may have a single mom where, you know, you ended up uh, having daycare after school and so you're not having the biological family unit around you on a daily basis. So then you're going to have limiting beliefs or seeing patterns from other people that are even outside of your own home, but that person ends up being a partial caregiver, meaning, you know, child care from after school or, you know, at school or whatever it is that your parents set up for you. And so 
then you'll end up, you and your girlfriend, with different ideas of life and what you end up attracting. And, and then you may be the one saying, well, why is she getting it and I'm not? I work so hard and she doesn't work as hard as I do and I can't seem to get ahead, delete, delete. And the thing is, is that there within your subconscious is ruling your world. It's not that about what she is doing. It's about what she is believing within herself that's attracting more of some of the things that support her because of her family history or the experiences she had around her. And so when I started taking a deep dive on this topic, there are many, many, many experiences that we all have from the moment we are born. And even prior to, you do have limiting beliefs when you're still in the baking oven, I call it, still without being born, but you're in, you know, the womb of your mother. And some people go, huh? Because I just heard, huh? <laughs> that means <laughs> that, you know, and, and I've explained this many um, uh, shows before, but when you're in the womb and it look, consider it like when you, if you've ever experienced a moment where you're in a swimming pool and you're under the water, if it's quiet enough in the pool, and it's quiet enough outside, you mean on the, you know, outskirts of the patio of the pool, you may hear someone talking. You may not know who it is, but for female voices, it's a higher tone. Masculine is lower. So you'll be able to determine, oh, that's a woman speaking. And if it's quiet enough inside the pool, meaning no splashing or moving around, you may be able to make out words. So when you're in, you know, the uterus, <laughs> still developing before your birth, you may have parents that argued back and forth. You'll hear the low tone, that's the masculine, could be dad or your caregiver. And then the higher tone, mom. And then if they're arguing, you'll hear the, um, what I call the boost of energy or that, that projection of that voice. And if you're hearing patterns while you're still in the womb, then you'll come out and if the pattern was a masculine booming energy coming at mom and then all of a sudden mom was like, ooh, ooh, then when you come out, it's not safe with that voice. And so there is how you can actually have patterns even before you come out to be, you know, in the world with us, but you're still, you know, in the womb. And so now here you are seeing the patterns of parents that may be struggling. May it be financial, may it be fidelity, may it be, you know, one of the parents traveling a lot so that you'll have one parent around more often than the other. You may have parents that are emotionally disconnected. You may have parents that have physical handicaps. So all of those things are taken into consideration as a child is viewing the world for the first time with each experience presented to them. And so within that experience being presented, the child will decide, I don't like it, I do like it. And again, we're not a one-size-fits-all. Your girlfriends will be different, you'll be different. You may have the same principles of ideas, maybe having both parents around, but they're all different in their upbringing as well and their thoughts and their desires. And so here you are as a child, you see something and parents are arguing and you may take on saying, I'll never argue like this. I'll never attract something like that. And you may attract it, but then you respond differently to it because you're going into the opposite going, I'm never going to let that happen to me. Or then you may experience that, you know, many will say I'm attracting my dad or I'm attracting my mom as my partner. 
Yes, you can have masculine energy very similar to your mom energy because that's what you are familiar with. And that familiar pattern is you're saying inside, I don't want it, but because you're familiar with that pattern, you end up attracting it. And so that's why where I work as an intuitive energy healer, it's all about the subconscious. It's all about shifting that so that when you're saying, I want something different, you will be attracting what is equal and happy for your soul, what makes your heart sing versus saying, oh, here we go again. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I have clients every day, technically, you know, every day. And, you know, there are many patterns that I see are similar and then then different. But when I see what's being, you know, absorbed in, there there are a lot of similarities of, you know, uh, two parents working very hard, even single parents working very hard. And children will go to, I'm not good enough. I'm not seen. I have to work harder to be seen or heard. And those end up looking like what I'm going to explain in this minute as an adult is that if you feel like you have to work harder, then here you are at work, you're working and you feel like you're working really hard and you get home and then you're angry at your coworkers because you say, why am I working harder than them? When in fact, everyone's working hard. Well, we would like to say everyone's working as hard. And then you know that it's within you thinking, I have to work extra hard because you chose that as a child to be seen or heard, but you're doing it as an adult. And so we have to shove that pattern out of your subconscious so that you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of or, or no one's working as hard as you. And it's just as simple as that. Uh, you could have moments where grandma, who is your favorite grandma, and you may see her every weekend, she may make a financial decision that didn't support her in the end, and it was detrimental. So then as you're a child, you're seeing it. You could be eight years old. You're seeing it. You come over to grandma's and she's crying. Oh, no, you love her. She's the love of your life. She's always been with you since the moment you were born. And then you take it in. Oh, no, money is bad. And then all of a sudden, you're an adult working really hard, but then you may take jobs that, are really stable and that it's a government job or working for the post office or working at a bank that you're like, I'm just going to stay here because if I make any changes, it could be detrimental. And that's because we see what happened to grandma. It truly is as simple as that. Many people think, well, I'm just not making the right decisions. Oh, no, no, no. Delete, delete. You are making all the decisions as long as you're trusting within you. The moment you give your power away and say, what do you think I should do? Then you're allowing someone else with their limiting beliefs and their ideas to make decisions for you. And most of the time that doesn't work out for you. You have to begin to trust within you and knowing that every decision that you make, even though you may not have the advanced superpowers that I do that I can see with clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsentience, everyone has it. It's just that they have all these limiting beliefs and they say, I need to see it with my physical eyes to believe it. Or I might, I have to hear it to know that it's really true. Well, that's not true. You have to feel it. You have to say, this feels like I'm going to make this decision and then trust the end result. And, you know, I'm going to say something and people go, oh, 
the trust in the end result is going to work out. And it may not feel good. The thing is, something may have to shift that could cause you to not feel supported in order for you to make a radical change. This just recently happened to one of my clients. Before I met him, something happened in his business, and it was devastating. And he was, prior to that shift, he was in control mechanism, meaning control what his clients need to say or do or control what his employees need to say and give me all so I can review it before it goes out. And so when you're in that space of complete control, the universe is going to give you something that's going to make you shift. I call that the cosmic two by four. And in this case with this client, something devastating happened in his business. And then what happened instead of going back and reevaluating what he chose to cause it, yes, what he chose to cause it, which was his control, it made him turn into being even more controlling. Then his wife was feeling, oh, yeah, I know, exactly. Then his wife was feeling like she didn't want to be controlled and his son didn't want to feel like he was being controlled. And then there was this fight in between the family unit because of what happened and all these questions and he starts questioning everyone and they felt like they did something wrong and so you see the spiral Claudia and, and everyone listening you saw what happened mm-hmm. so it, uh-huh and so in this case when he came to me he didn't tell me what happened I was able to feel it out and share what was the stories that I was seeing in my mind's eye, and he goes, yes, 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 this is what's happened, this is what happened, yes, you're right, spot on. And I said, okay, let's shift your control mechanism. And what ended up happening is that it was wrapped around his dad. His dad was such a controlling person that he just triggered into that control, and then he supersized it when something detrimental happened in his business. And what that was teaching him, and I told him, this had to happen for you to let go of control. Because as you saw, everything you were controlling didn't work, did it? And I said, so now you did nothing wrong. You did everything right for this to happen, for radical change to happen within you. And so I'm actually seeing him this week, but he texted me and he said, first off, he was also having physical pain. And it it was in his back. And lower back represents life is a pain in the butt. And so (laughs) obviously he was having this pain. And so when I saw him, and and because he lives local, I can see him face to face. I put my hand on his back and do a little, you know, magical moment and then shifted the pain and I asked him how he's feeling is I don't have any pain in my back and this is incredible. And then when he texted me this morning and I saw him about a week and a half ago, he says, I cannot believe it to this day. I still have no pain in my back. And this is just like not, has not happened. He's had this pain for a year and a half. So what this represents, and I'm, I'm saying to everyone here, including you, Claudia, is that when we have physical pain, we can't say, oh, my God, I just stepped off the, the curb and twisted my foot or, you know, I was sitting in this chair wrong. No, the physical pain always has an emotional connection to it. So once I get involved with shifting the emotional connection to the physical pain, 
the pain will go away. And so in this case, it did. And so for you, listeners, what is it that you are saying to yourself in your mind that is causing things to happen? But I want you to realize it's causing for a positive effect, even though you're saying, oh, this pain is hurting me, delete, 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 because physically you can feel it, but emotionally we shift it and you won't feel it anymore. Does all that make sense? Yeah, it does, it does make sense. Well, it's, it, is, it is a two-source uh, truth that you are telling us because it makes sense, Terry, that there's an emotional component when you have a physical pain, but at the same time, when you are in physical pain, you want some relief immediate relief of that and you don't know how to fix that emotional part of you that is giving you the physical pain so it is very frustrating because you feel like it, it is not in your hands to fix it but can you provide us with some tips of exercises that listeners and myself that we can start the process of clearing these energy blocks that come from our childhood and from false beliefs on our own? Oh, I love that question <laughs> because we, we really can do a lot of things on our own. But there, you know, the first thing is that people are like, well, I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't remember. I know my parents argued, but, you know, it's just a part of life. Well, as an adult, we have now experienced that we have to work hard to pay our bills and, you know, we have to be attentive when we're driving. I mean, we, we know what it is now we're living as an adult. But as a child, you're seeing things, again, for the first time, and you're saying, I don't like it. I like it. Just love me. Give me uh, comfort. Give me support and caring. And sometimes there are weaknesses within that. And so I know that it's very very interesting. Someone just told me the other day, I was saying, you know, there are alternative ways to heal what you are experiencing. And this is what I was just telling someone. And he said to me, well, you know, you just can't eat a salad and everything goes away. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was very interesting when he responded to me like that. And I wasn't offended. I don't take things personal. And that's the best thing to live because that was how he was feeling at the time. And and I thought, how interesting to think it that way when it wasn't even, I wasn't suggesting that, but I was suggesting alternative ways to think things through. We have to be, oh, let me rephrase that. We have to allow ourselves to go back to as we were a child. The number one thing in children is curiosity. And so when we become adult, we think, oh, I have to be responsible and I have to think things through. And when we're going inside our head so often, it can cause you to delay your end result of what you would like to accomplish and create because you're taking too long to overanalyze what's in your head. Even when you're spending 10 minutes thinking about it, you don't have to think about it. You feel about it, right? Mm -hmm. A simple 
yet very profound thing that everyone should do, besides brushing your teeth every day, is meditating. And people are, oh, I don't have time for that. Do you have 20 minutes? Yes, we have 20 minutes. When we dedicate to ourselves and do whatever it takes to move to the end result of what we want, you know, when he had made that statement, oh, you know, all I had to do was eat a salad. Well, it is simple like meditation. And so when we're clearing our mind, we're getting out of the process of thinking that we have to do it all. We are doing it, but we're doing it with a connected source, with, our allow, with allowing ourselves to trust beyond what other people told us. So in the case where he was actually having some health challenges and I was explaining to him, you know, there are, there's acupuncture, there's functional medicine doctors, and then he was going, well, you have to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, no, not necessarily. Because when we trust within ourselves, okay, oh, my gosh, I love my flashes because a flash is telling me that I need to share because somebody here needs to hear this. So as a child, I was hit by a car when I was eight. And this is, this is my truth. This is, one of the, this is reality of what happened to me. So I was hit by a car, and I actually broke, because I hit face first on the concrete, and I broke both the balls, what are called condyles, right in front of the ear, the bone, on both sides of my jaw at eight years old. Back then, because I am 39 again, but back then, not, I, if I recall when I was being told as a child, not, no one had the issue that I had at my age and exactly what happened. And then because I didn't have anything done other than at the ER, they drilled two plastic, no, excuse me, I'm sorry, that was what happened. So they, they wired my jaw shut because it was broken. But by wiring my jaw shut and not addressing the condyles, they uh, froze my jaw shut. So if you could imagine a spoon, the curvature of a spoon, it's ever so slight, right? I could mm-hmm. not get a spoon in my mouth. That's how it was frozen shut. Mm-hmm. So from the age of 8 to 14, I ate everything through a straw, everything. And so wow. that I know. And so no one really knew what to do with me. So there was a program in Florida that would accept children for uh, things, health concerns through, through the jaw, everything related through the jaw, that they would take you and do surgery for free. So my mom ended up moving my sister, brother, and I to Florida for me to have surgery. And at the age of 14, that's where they drilled these plastic Uh, rectangle pieces in my jaw to lift the condyles up because from age 8 to 14, remember, nothing was done. All they did was wire my jaw shut. And so they had to do something to allow my jaw to open and close. And so by then, it was serious surgery. And, you know, going through that process of experiencing, I mean, it was literally fighting for my life. And 
all the things that I went through, even when they did the surgery when I was at 14, they did not give me uh, a sedative or um, anesthesia in order to put the tube down my throat. I was wide awake. And so mm-hmm. having that happen as a child, now I still have the memories, even a thought process. And here's the example with this. I'm having some dental work done in December, and she said, well, now that the dentist has realigned your jaw, it took two years, that now the soft palate has readjusted. And when I open my mouth way back for him to do dental work, the soft palate closes and I cannot breathe at all. And it, that, was never, that never happened before. So now that he tells me I have to have an anesthesia, uh, anesthesiologist to do dental work, I, I can't even think. I start crying and hysterically to think that, oh, my God, that's going to happen again to me, even though she talked me through it. So I'm telling you that even though I know I'm safe, now, this is an adult. This is I know she's a professional. She's a doctor. She talked me all through it. But emotionally being triggered into thinking, you're going to shove a tube down my throat and it's related to my jaw, it's that subconscious that's coming up in the fear of death. And I'm having to work through it for the next 30 days, literally. And so for you and your listeners, it can be something as subtle and not even remembering and feeling emotional over something and then you don't know why you're so emotional or feeling so angry to someone and you're like, man, I'm taking this over the top. But then you see them and you're triggered on them and you're putting your anger on them when it can be a small child, you as a small child, feeling like your neighbor kid that you were running around with that took something from you and said they would never give it back and they didn't. And so you're so angry when someone takes something from you, even if it's not physical. So all of these life experiences roll back around to where we are as an adult and how we become so frustrated, but then to go back and meditate. We have to get out of our head, and we have to understand that, you know, I can be triggered into something but not know it, but when I'm meditating and clearing my mind and trusting and that that base within you of knowing I love me enough to say, I don't care what you say in front of me. I'm going to go within and I'm going to trust me. And so people will say, well, they told me I should have done it and I didn't do it and I should have done it. And I thought I was trusting myself. Well, remember what I said about my client. Something had to happen for him to make radical changes to get out of being such in control to let go of control and it had to appear in something that was very, very uncomfortable for him. So meditation is clearing your mind to trust within you to get your answers. But there is, there, I have not found a book out there or a video out there that teaches you how to meditate. It took me three months to teach myself how to meditate and there are certain ways and, you know, I'm not going to go through it on this show because it, it does, there are quite a few steps, but I believe I've mentioned it a few times. But, 
you know, just quieting your mind, trusting within. You've got to get to the space that you can go to the deeper level of the mind without falling asleep. You have to do it sitting up. Uh, and then trust, 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 trust. But the trust is all within you. So meditation is the number one thing. I look at it as a matter of I, I, I brush my teeth twice a day. I am going to meditate. It, it's a matter of life and death for me. I need to connect. I need to trust. I want to get my answers. And, you know, some people would say, well, you know, then you're not trusting everything within, you know, out, that you're seeing or experiencing. Well, because I've been doing this so long, I can feel it instantaneously. But there are, I still meditate every day to get my answers. I still meditate and my, you know, going in the direction that I want. I meditate to create. Because I'm a master manifester, I meditate to create. And so there is when you get past the point of trusting, meaning that you are fully trusting now, then you go into a deeper level of the mind to create. Do you understand how I just took it to the second level now? Yeah. You know, yes, Terry. Yes, and I love that I, I, whenever you talk, something that I've learned about you, which I love, is you have such space, positive statements about yourself, not only positive, powerful. Like, I'm a master um, uh, what, uh, manifest, manifest, um, manifester. I am a master manifester. You know, when you say that, that gives you the power. And so that's something yeah. that listeners and myself, we learn when we hear you say things like that. Because whenever you have a positive, powerful adjective or statement about yourself, you create that for you. But have you seen, Terry, that many of the many of us we don't do that. We on the contrary, we have very diminishing statements about ourselves, like and I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna delete it, like no I I can't do this, I don't have the strength, I don't have the ability, I don't know how, I uh, I doubt and delete, 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 because I don't want delete. any of those. But that's right. But but, you, but why is it that we are so easy in believing all of those negative things about ourselves, and not mm-hmm. anything that is powerful and positive and empowering? Mm-hmm. So because. Again, we are the end result of our upbringing. So if you have parents or had parents that supported what you were saying as a young child, you know, if you would say, you know, Daddy, I did so good. If Daddy goes, yeah, yeah, and lets you go, instead of stopping what he's doing and going over and saying, tell me about how you feel about that. Tell me about, you know, how you created that. And I am so proud of you. You are magnificent and you are good. And so you are solidifying within the child what they said that they are because they're going and saying, I am this. But if a parent goes, "Uh uh-huh, then the child will begin to question, am I really? Because he's not attentive to me or he's too busy to take care of my, my thoughts and my needs. And that makes a child start questioning. 
So when we're supporting what we say, meaning supporting our own trust, when we come out of the womb, the first thing the doctor holds the baby and says, oh, see mommy, now you're using your eyes to see mommy. Oh, see daddy, now you're using the eyes. Oh, we're hearing the baby cry. We're told that we have to be making noise to be heard. So now we are trained that we have to use the eyes and the ears and speak. No one trains us to we have to feel. But if you have a parent that says, how does that feel? Oh, I just felt so warm. Somebody is on this call that goes, my dad did or my mom did. Somebody's dad did. How did that feel? So, you know, but not a lot Mm -hmm. of parents do because, you know, just like them, they were also taught and trained from the moment they were born to see and hear and all that. And then those patterns will continue until we become fully present and realize, hey, how did that feel, right? And then once we bring in the feeling of trusting, then we move to the next step of creating. Because you can say and own, like I did, I am a master manifester. Because when I was hit by the car, I did manifest as I was little. I did not know what N-O was. I turned it into K-N-O-W. Because my dad was not around a lot, because he was a long-haul truck driver, my mom was technically a single parent. And so having three kids, and we, my brother and I were a year apart. My sister and I were 18 months apart. She had three little kids by the time she was 18 years old. And so she was having to deal with yes. all of that. Yep. Which then taught <laughs> us to try to figure out who we are and, you know, what we want. And because there wasn't a lot of support and not that she wasn't trying, but she couldn't handle three little kids all on her own. And so then that's where I had to supersize into trying to figure out what K-N-O-W was, and I was not going to allow what N-O was. But I chose that as a young child. And then when I got into the car accident, I became a master manifester, and I did not realize it. If I wanted it, I just went K-N-O-W, K-N-O-W. How do I figure it out? Because that's what I was trained Because my mom was so busy, I had to figure it out on my own. Now, you may have a parent that, oh, don't do that. Come over here. Let me fix your dress. Let me put your shoes on. Oh, no, don't say that. And now you have a a restricting parent. Even though it doesn't look restricting, a child can appear and feel it's restricting. Can't make decisions on my own. Can't think, you know, have to wait until somebody else does it. Then you turn into a procrastinator or someone who drags their feet in making decisions in their career and what they want to do. And that's why a lot of those type of people will stay in a job endlessly, even when they hate it. Right? Yeah. So, so that make, Gary, yeah. but yes, it makes sense. But like, what percentages of our adult making choices? Them from blockages that are from our childhood, like everything that we decide today, like I'm 15, something, almost 60, am I still dealing with blockages from childhood and I cannot make my sound choices without having some blockages that I have to deal with? 
I love your questions. I've never had anyone ask that question, and that is an amazing question. I cannot answer it equally for everyone when you said percent. So keep in mind, you know, I told you my childhood history, and if I did not make changes forced into my situation, like my car accident, like my mother being, my, you know, almost single because my dad was, you know, had a, a job that was constantly putting him outside of the house, I would not have, I, I would have turned out completely different, right? But I chose that said, I don't want this. And I was forced to decide and figure things out for myself, right? And now if I was in an environment that was not as supporting, meaning my grandparents might not be around, but they were every weekend, then I could have ended up being something completely different because I would have been, you know, there's so many people that try to figure out things on their own, and then when they get to the adult state, they struggle into the relationship because they had to, they had to figure out on their own what love was. They had to figure out on their own what a healthy, supporting relationship was, even if they did, did have it in their, their home because if dad wasn't around a lot or mom was busy in her job. Do you see what I'm saying? So that percentage can, can be different that for changes. every single person, right? And then also, Claudia, because, and mm-hmm. I'm going to specifically focus on you, you, because yeah, before okay. you started this, okay, before you started this podcast, you were one person. You were, mm-hmm. you had a mountain of your limiting beliefs. You were trying to figure out what it is, and you know, but you were focusing on what made you happy in your heart, but then you gave away probably a lot of your power, I just heard. But then you chose to do this podcast. Now you're involved almost weekly with people that you know, are like-minded, like myself, that we dive deep in the subconscious, that we see things differently, and that now in you're getting clearings when I'm doing them on the show. So you're getting them every three months and also every week with other intuitives that you're bringing on the show. So now through your, you know, your work, which is the podcast, you have now worked through a lot of your family drama trauma. Okay, we'll just label it that. Prior to doing the uh, podcast, you were one person. But now that you have had years of this podcast, your percentage of your limiting beliefs have gone way down because you technically have been working on yourself on a weekly basis with your special guest. So now, yes, the answer, no, because there's two parts of this. So, yes, your percentage is way down. However, we will continue to have limiting beliefs till our last breath. Some have to, are so deep that you have to have like the maze. I call it the jigsaw puzzle. You have to have certain things get put in place before that deep one gets triggered. An example is you could go through life attracting the same partner, the same um, emotionally disconnected and you keep thinking why does this keep happening and then a girlfriend can come in and you could be at a place where you're at work and your boss is similar to your dad and is emotionally disconnected and he triggered you big and the girlfriend comes in and steals you know your boyfriend and then all of a sudden you're like <laughs> this is not 
happening anymore. And so because you had two really bad experiences at the same time happening, and then you're like, no way. And then now when you attract someone, and it could be similar yet different than like an emotionally disconnected, but, oh, he's a very attentive, you're going to go, nope, that's out. And you're going to shut the door every time, which then continues to allow to bring you closer to somebody who's more supportive to your heart, mind, body, and soul. Does that answer everything now? Yeah, it it, it does. So a follow-up <laughs> question on that would be, do we have any situation or today, like when you are in, an adult, is there anything that happens to you no relation at all with who you were before? Like, but this is, this seems like it's going to be keep happening and happening. And of course we can believe that it's because of our, for our own good. But when it's happening, you don't feel good. You don't feel happy that it, like when things happen to me that I don't like, I really get very annoyed with myself because I know it's my higher self is providing me those experiences, but I'm like, really? Do I really need to go through this so I can hear you? Haven't I? And, and I don't know what the answer would be. Haven't I always said, yeah, I'm here. Let Teach me. But do I have to be taught this way? Couldn't I just receive a phone call or an email or a text or something? <laughs> you know, it's like, am I that hard-headed that I need this big situation happening? I don't know if, you, if, if, if sometimes happens to you, like, I'm like, please, like, like I don't want bad things to happen to me, to my dear ones, to anyone around me, just so I can open my eyes. It's like, yeah. can we try another way which is not like this? Yeah. And, you know, I I totally understand that. But he, I can give you two perfect examples. So the one I did, let's go back to the one client where, you know, control, 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 control. And then something bad happened in his business, and then it supersized him to more control because he thought he did something wrong, right? So, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I had to reevaluate, go back in my head, go back and blah, 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 and control it even more to figure out what I did wrong so it never happens again. Because in his eyes, it was detrimental, right? But it mm-hmm. wasn't. And so now in his case, he ended up, well, his wife manifested me. She saw me on Good Morning Washington and then showed it to him because I did an interview uh, uh, about two months ago. And so he, she showed it to him, and he, it was April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So, uh, no, seven months. So let's say seven months. And so seven months later, he's still in that complete control, freaking out, you know, and, he's, and he was so distraught inside that he said, I have to do something about it or I'm going to destroy my family. And he's a very close family-oriented husband, right? Very close, very close. But he knew that he was losing it. So when she showed him my, my interview on Good Morning Washington, it resonated to his heart and said, I got to do something. But because he was saying, 
I got to change. I got to change. I don't know how, but this can't keep going on. Between him and his wife, he manifested being able to see me through his wife, (laughs) right? And then the shift happened. So now I have another client. She had told me, and I knew she had abandonment issues, but she told me at the age of three, her father would take her from when she was tiny to the age of three, would take her to get ice cream every Friday, even when she was a baby. He's like, you're mine, right, every Friday. (laughs) Well, then he changed jobs, and his job had him traveling all the time. And so now here she's an adult, and she was married for 20 years. It didn't work out, got a divorce and ended up meeting a guy. Well, in that guy, remember the piece of the puzzle, it triggered her dad's stuff. He was either, you know, giving her the sense of the love she was feeling or feeling like she needed to pull more of him into her, okay? It didn't happen with her husband. It ended up happening with this guy after she got a divorce. And so now, and I'm going to be raw and real, people, because this happened. She pulls him in. They were together for a year and a half, and then she found that he cheated. So they tried to work through it. She accepted it. They stayed together. He cheated again. She tried to work through it. They stayed together. He cheated again. So she finally said, I'm out, moved out, but she kept calling him. She kept pulling him back in. They started dating again. She called him cheating again, four times. <laughs> the thing is, you're, it's exactly what you said. Why do I have to keep going on with this? Why can't I just get a phone call? What, why can't I let go? Because with her, it, she is in full-blown abandonment, full-blown. Because, and she even knew it, but she can't get out of it. Now, I've taught her and taught her and taught her, but the thing is, you have to be ready, willing, and able. If you're not willing, you may be ready, but not willing, meaning you have to actively engage and make radical changes. Block, delete, no longer, go into therapy if you have to, see an intuitive healer if you have to, read books, go videos. But focus on the negative instead of the positive. A lot of us, a lot, will go right to, oh, he was so fun. Oh, he was so generous. Oh, she was so attentive. Oh, she cooked so great. But then you don't remember or want to focus on, well, she cheated on me three times. Well, she was never around. Well, I caught her, you know, watching unacceptable, you know, pornography or whatever. And then you start focusing on all of the good things when you're going, oh, this person was this and, and that, that you felt gave you happiness when in fact you're discounting all the things that were unpleasant. And that's why we end up staying attached or going back to people because we're not focusing on the reason why it was so hard or why it didn't work for us. And that's why I tell everyone, keep focusing on the reason why it didn't work 
or support you or make you happy, but also how much power were you giving away? Were your boundaries fluid? Because you have a lot to do with it as well. You see, I didn't want to make it just all one-sided because you're part of what was happening there. For in the case where my client, she keeps going back, and she's still with this person to this day. And I, I, I'm just blown away every time. I, but this <laughs> is something that she is going to end up either dying with and having to come back and do it all over again, right, or learn the lesson here. And it appears that she's not learning the lesson. So you have to be a part of the radical change if you're controlling it or can't let go because of something in your childhood. There's only one of two things, Claudia and listeners, one of two things in your life. It's happiness or fear. You can have, you know, oh, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated because of. Is it the fear of not getting your end result? It's always leaning toward the fear because when you're all in love, there's no fear. When you're trusting, that's love. You're trusting yourself. You see what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. if we anchor into one of those, is this love or is this fear? Most of the things that that are keeping us or reappearing or, you know, it's fear. So when you dive deep into that, shed that. Let go of that. Chisel it away. Blow it up. Then you're going to say, oh, I'm free. And you're going to attract more abundance, more happiness, more fulfillment. That's where the love is. That makes sense? It makes sense. So, Terry, why don't you help us with deleting everything around fear, everything that we have stopped? ourselves that is not allowing us to have a more happy loving so and that would be a beautiful way to (laughs) to finish this conversation today but yes i I love i love what you are saying i love you know what i i like the most that you are bringing and always saying is our responsibility it's it is within us it is always our choice and it's always yes. our power. Yes. Yes. All right. So everybody take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling supported, loved, being all that in, being fully cocooned in this world of love and support, knowing that you are grounded, knowing that you have it all within you. You are a know-it-all, to have it all, see it all, seek it all, feel it all, love it all, to be empowered by a know-it-all, for you are all that and more. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from releasing all fears, all detrimental fears, all feelings of fear, all unknown fears, no longer feeling in fear, no longer being triggered in fear, no longer feeling that fear is going to take you down, grind you down, overpower you down, delete, delete, delete across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing you are supersizing, supersizing, you are love, the full power of love, the supersize of love. You are the powerful nugget of love. 
the full entity of love. Yes, you are the powerful, energetic being of love. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Take a deep breath into your nose and out through your mouth, being in the full space of love. And you know what? I'm going to end with this. When we make choices, you can say, I choose love. I am in the space of choosing love. I am in the perfect space of love. When you say I am, just like Wayne Dyer, that is that which you are. I am. No one can take that away. That is so powerful. And he was a powerful being. And so when you're living in the space of I am, you are that. Even though you, you, you say, well, I don't feel it. Well, when you say I am, you are that. You become that because you are acknowledging that which you say you are. So that's why it's so important to be present in your thoughts and in your words. So end with, I choose love. I am love. I am the being of love. I am the powerful state of love. That is love. I love you so much, Claudia. Thank you, Terry, the same. So again, everyone that wants to have a one-on-one with you, and go deeper into uh, dissolving any blockages that you are ready to finally let go. How can we reach you, Terry? Oh, thank you, sweetheart. So my website is the greatest place to go, which is my name, terrychristine.com. <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook. I am actually doing some TikTok videos, and I'm doing readings for some celebrities because there's no time and space for energy, and I can read stuff through pictures. So TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, I do all uh, social media all around. You'll find me also on Love and Marriage DC. I'm on season one and season two. So go look and find that on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And uh, I'm here for you. Just reach out. And uh, I'm, I'm here to empower you. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, here. Happy everything to you, and I'll talk to you next year when you're back in February. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sea View Quantum Network.